0: But we've talked through it and we worked out ways that would feel better to both of us. Yeah. So you no longer comes out with your worry as anger. Right. Right away. Yeah. You you inquire and you ask how I was doing and that and then a little while later you said, and by the way, I felt very worried.
1: Yeah. Welcome everybody Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Dealing with Worry. And I have a conversation with my wife, Ivana Rainbow. We explore the subject of worry, how it may show up in relationships, how that it is a normal human experience. However, there's times, of course, that we know that it could be detrimental to us. And also exploring the differences of how men... And women deal with worry. We explore our relationship and tell some stories about how worry shows up in each of our lives and our relationships and how we deal with it with one another. We also talk uh, about the differences of worry and anxiety. And I just want to mention that I have a guided meditation on letting go of worry that actually my wife mentions in this podcast that she listens to and i'll tell you more about it in the outro but if you're interested you could check it out at prepo.com under guided meditations before we get on to the episode i do want to thank a recent donor i'd like to thank sarah e in north carolina thank you so much sarah for donating to the podcast i really appreciate it okay everybody Enjoy this conversation with my wife, Ivana Rainbow, on dealing with worry. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. Hey babe, thank you for wanting to have a conversation about worry. It's a big one that people have going on constantly in their own lives and in relationships. So it's a good one to dive into.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and we have definitely been through a year with things to worry about
1: yeah and i think worry becomes a habit for people and also in relationships and maybe we can also talk about some of the differences of you know worry i think is just part of the human condition you know we're animals and we want to be able to protect ourselves and take care of ourselves so thinking about what might cause danger or Worst-case scenarios, I think, is part of the human condition, but it can get into a habit, dysfunction. It could really cause some strain in relationships also.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Worry seems a natural part of life, but the trick is to balance it and be aware of it.
1: Mm -hmm. How do you think that we worry differently? Because... I experience men and women to worry differently. I hear that people think women worry more than men, but I don't believe so. We just do it differently. What I experience is that women, they talk about their worry more because women talk about their feelings more. Be They're able to balance their left and right brains and, the emotional and verbal, where men usually shut down their verbal expression of worry. We're more focused on trying to figure it out and resolve our worries. So I don't think that women worry more. I think that they just voice it more than men.
0: Mm -hmm. Maybe, love. But I don't think you speak so much from our relationship here, but maybe more from your practice and... What do you hear with your clients? Because I think in our relationship, you might be the biggest warrior.
1: Mm. Okay, that's going to be interesting. Let So let's dive into that.
0: I mean, that's how I perceive you.
1: Mm. Tell me. Tell me how you perceive me.
0: Well, weren't you going to tell the difference between how we worry? You asked me that question. So how is it that you worry? Let's hear a little bit about that. I think that. I
1: worry as a provider. So I worry about, am I going to be able to provide in ways of, you know, do we have enough money for this or that? Is the house um, maintained well enough? Will we be able to repair things? The cars, I, I'm concerned. I have some worry about, oh, they're getting old and they're getting up in, in mileage. Mm, are we going to have to get new, new cars and, and uh, you know, the maintenance on it? I worry about the weather a lot more than you do. <laughs> I, I worry about the weather because I got to drive down this mountain, up and down this mountain for an hour to get into town to do my work. So even a little fresh snow or some sleet, it's really dangerous. So like I'm thinking, oh, fuck, I don't want it to snow during the week. Let it come on the weekend. And so I think I have some worry about that where you don't, definitely don't have the worry about the weather you love. When, mm-hmm. I love when.
0: all kinds of weather, Yeah. and I'm not dependent on it. And if I have any appointments, I'll just cancel them and postpone them. Yeah, so it's, the weather's not so important for me, mm-hmm. and I do like to be out there and experience whatever weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I also have some different, more global worries at times for humanity, you know, environmental uh, challenges that we're having, Um, also around climate chaos, um, what to do about it. I have worries around the power of big pharma and big tech having more and more influence of our decisions and the the power of surveillance and lack of privacy and so forth. And, and when I just get too marred in it, one way that I lift off of my worry is knowing that I can make decisions that's based on my value system and that feels really good cuz then i don't worry about it i'm more aligned like for instance as you know i am divorcing my toxic relationship from amazon i am quitting my my prime membership
0: mm-hmm. mm, yeah i applaud you for that prevo
1: yeah i just think it's so important that you know all these small local businesses are are going out of business for various reasons of course the pandemic is one but but uh, all these other big companies are are taking advantage of that, and I want to make decisions around my dollars in in a way so I don't have to know that uh, I'm worrying in, in an avenue that I can also make decisions.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's where we have some power because our dollars they speak for us. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. where we place them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I certainly share all those global worries there alongside with you too and then i just want to mention that my biggest worry that have really become apparent this past year here is their talk about getting medical passports to be able to fly and flying to europe is so important for me since my family live there and
1: and our son lives there, right? Yeah,
0: we yeah. need to go back and forth and visit each other every year. And I am very concerned about that because keeping my right to medical freedom to decide what goes into my body is very important to me. And there is this rising worry in me. Can I maintain that freedom about my own body?
1: Yeah. That's right. My body, my right. And uh, I, I have the same worries also, and we're doing some things to align with, with getting our voice heard about whatever decisions people want to make, that's their decisions, but to make aspects of, of medical, medical interventions mandatory, boy, I, I have a concern about that.
0: Yeah. So yeah, good point you're bringing up about what you worry about love and you voice it.
1: Yeah, I do.
0: So you're not what you would call a typical man who don't speak about the worry because you let us know what you worry about. So that's why I, I feel that you worry a lot because you put words on it. But it's also a good way of sharing it and getting some input from me and from Sander and about it.
1: I think, I you know, being a therapist and focusing on that it is good to express what one's feeling i'm I'm pretty good at that and i think i i express some of the worry at times because i value your input and your support and your help you come up with great ideas and some of the things that, that i can do so i've just got to watch the part of my worries that is a waste of time like last week i think is a good example of we were taking Xander to to the airport, got an hour drive. It started snowing on Saturday. His flight is on Monday. I'm starting to worry whether we're going to be able to get out and drive to the airport. And you were really enjoying the snow. And I I really focused on not letting the worry get in between our last couple days together. I drove a car up the mountain to problem solve just in case we couldn't get up the mountain. But I'm learning more and more with worry to understand that I can't control everything. And I think that's one thing with worry is we're not going to be able to control things.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm really glad how you caught yourself because me and Sandra, we were like, oh, no, is this now going to color our last weekend together that you were worrying about the weather and whether we could get out and get it to the airport? And Sina and I did not want to walk that path with you. And I'm really grateful that you caught yourself. Because I said, let's just enjoy the beautiful snow and let's take a walk in it. And yeah, let's just enjoy it. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah, I think I caught it within 10 minutes, which that's something that I'm trying to catch more of uh of the worry of saying, okay, what, what can I do? If there's some things I can do, I'll do it. If there's other things I can't, because I think the biggest thing is around responding. You know, If, I, if I'm if i able to trust more of my responding to the situation than worrying about the situation, I think that's where we all have more agency and control or influence as opposed to control. So over the years, I think I've been doing really well of shifting worry, because I grew up in a worry family my mother would say, um, uh, we'll worry about that later. And she was a real worrier. And I was like, as a kid go, man, I don't want to worry about it later. Why do we got to worry about it at all? I grew up with a, a worry grandparents and, and I think my father worried, but he, he didn't speak, speak about it. And, um, I think most men, when they don't speak about their worry, it gets into anger.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you said your mom said, let's worry about that later. What would you have liked her to say instead?
1: Oh, uh, let's, let's deal with that later. Let's address that later. Let's look at that later. Or I'm sure that we can find a solution to that later. Something that's more positive of dealing with this situation than about that there's something impending. Because I think when there's like this impending doom, then it's a chronic state of, of worry. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, and when I think back uh, my growing up years and that, I don't really recall worry was a big thing, other than my grandmother would worry about us kids. If she heard an ambulance when she was at work, she would call home and check and see (laughs) if she was sure it was one of us. Mm. It was crazy. So we kind of joked about that with her. Mm. that she was a warrior. Mm. Other than that, I, I didn't feel it was really coloring my mm. growing up. And mm. not that we had a ton of money, but it just felt okay.
1: And w- w- what do you worry about? Because I do experience, like, I think you worry about uh, Xander, like your relationships. I think most women worry about relationships. They worry about, you worry about your mom, you know, how she's doing, her health and you worry about some of the family members when they're having trouble. Well, you've been doing way better over the years about shifting that around. Sometimes I think you worry about um, your health, like if all of a sudden something, a pain or something, you get worried about what it's going to get into, and you you kind of have a ruminating, catastrophizing thing sometimes about that.
0: Mm, that's true. You caught me there. I got gotcha, you, baby. That's true. I gotcha. When it comes to health, that's <laughs> the thing I worry about. Yeah. yeah. If there's a pain and immediately go down the path of how that can roll into other stuff. Like if I have a pain in my left knee and then it's like, oh, gosh, then I can't run anymore in my life or I can't jump on the trampoline.
1: And I think I think sometimes what it happens to you with worry is then it blocks actually doing something about it because all of a sudden I'll bring up a suggestion about, hey, why don't you go ice this? Or why don't you take this homeopathic room? And you go, oh my God, I didn't think about that. And, and it kind of amazes me that you're so good at, at also problem solving for other people. But when it comes to taking care of yourself in those areas, you don't do that. And I think some of that is because it literally cuts off that process. And that's when we're in re- worry and stress in the limbic system, we don't have good rational thinking. So I, I experienced that with you, that sometimes when you're caught up in the worry of what could happen, you don't really look at the first easy thing to do.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then you really come in and impress me. as like, oh, just put a cold pack on. It's like, oh, why didn't I think of that at all? That's you're the, a genius.
1: It's the problem solving part that I do with worry, right? I want to problem solve it instead of kind of ruminate and stay with it.
0: Mm-hmm. So you do like when I tell you about my worries, because then you yeah. can find a solution.
1: I do like when you tell me about your worries, because I, I feel like I can help. And because you're not a a worrier where you you want to get out of it. And a lot of times you have such a positive attitude about life and you really go with the flow that when you are in worry it's it's not chronic in a big state so it's not a big thing when you when you worry i want to help out
0: mhm and there's a couple of reasons why i don't express my worry so much i mean first of all i'm just a person who thinks i should come up with the solutions myself and i'm very creative so usually i can but also i believe to be careful about words and to not keep saying oh i worry about this or i worry about that and and then i feel i might get stuck there with with the worry will escalate into this and that because i give it so much attention so i don't really want to put words on it yeah but when i then finally tell you what is worrying me oh It's like you wipe the magic wand and you come up with solutions and you offer to help me and you take action, whether it is getting the cold pack for me or helping me write that difficult email to someone I have an issue with and I need to Mm. express it well. And you come in and help me with that. You are so good at then taking action. Oh, and I think the other reason why I don't want to bring up my worries too much is that I don't want to burden you with it because you already worry about all kinds of things and having to think a lot about your clients also. So so I want to bring more positive things to the table.
1: Mm. Yeah, I would just say like, I don't feel like I worry about all kinds of things. I think I'm I'm looking and wanting to address a lot of things. So maybe you experience me as a, as a worrier, but I don't experience that I worry about all kinds of things. I think my my system is I take care of it pretty well.
0: Mhm. And actually the way you approach worry is not like a a scared person. Yeah. It's more like okay, how can we tackle this? And it's like, I'm going to check this off my list and this off my list and this off my list. You, you, you do it head on.
1: Well, if I have a worry or concern, if I can do something about it, then it can relieve it. What I got to learn is when I can't do something about something, then I got to let go of the worry. And I think that that's so important. If I can't figure it out, then don't carry it with me. Wait till I can figure, figure it out. And that's my lesson is Mm -hmm. to let it go when I can't figure it out and change the situation. That's where my work is. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes. And that's good to know.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And then you can work on that. (laughs) You love working on something.
1: But I think what we do well over the years, and by the way, folks, this is going to be released a day before our 25th wedding anniversary Hey, babe, 25 Mm. years, honey.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. 25 years. It just flew by. 26 years of
1: living together and 25 years of marriage.
0: Yeah, but I'm a little bit worried about what to give (laughs) you as a gift. And it's coming up soon.
1: Yeah, I can think of some things that would just be fun to be with. I guess when I bring that up is I think our evolution of our relationship is more and more differentiated. What I mean by that is when you worry, I don't like take it on so much anymore where I used to and vice versa. So I think it's really good that we can kind of allow the other one to have their emotional experience and, and the emotional world. And I think that's what we do pretty well is I know when I'm worrying, when you just acknowledge that I'm worried about something or like, oh, wow, I understand that that's hard. or Oh, I understand that that's difficult. That helps so much. And I th- I, hopefully I do that to you that I don't go right into solution orientated, that if I can acknowledge, hey, yeah, I see that you're having difficulty with that. Mm, I think there's some things that I can help out. Are you open to it? When I do that, I think it's very different than me cutting off your process just to fix it, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't think I mind so much. You know, when I get to the point after I've been thinking about my worry for a while and I actually tell you about it, then I am ready for some action.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you kind of internalize it a little more. Yeah. And the people that internalize it, I know maybe you experience this, but a lot of men, when they internalize their worry, we hear this, you know, the stress turns into digestive problems, ulcers. That's how a lot of people get ulcers, you know, when when they have fear and worry and that they let it ferment. So I think it's a different thing if you're processing it as opposed to ruminating it and burying it and suppressing it. And then it becomes in the body.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, I know when I worry about things, I do do something about it. So I will go for a walk in nature, for example, if the weather is fair And if that's not possible, I will take a long, warm bath and just lie there and listen to guided meditations. And especially, I actually really like yours. Mm. And my letting go of worry. Not so strange because (laughs) I actually co-wrote it with you. That's right. And I really like the the scenery and the the guidance of it. And I love your voice so i often bring that with me in the bathtub and listen to you letting go of worry and it does help me ease up
1: you know that's that's a good point whether it's me or somebody else when we hear a soothing voice it can let go of of worry you know i know for me when i hear somebody that i i trust or that i know is loving and caring just hearing their voice lifts my burdens so that is a really great thing. I'm so glad that you you utilize that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm really grateful you made that one. hmm And you do and, artwork. Yeah, I was just gonna say, mm-hmm. it really helps me a lot to do some simple artwork when I worry. Like at the moment, I paint on rocks. It is so <laughs> soothing right, and explain, fun.
1: Explain that to people. She doesn't go outside and just paint on rocks. She finds.
0: I bring the rocks home That's right, and then I paint on
1: them. And what do you paint on them?
0: Beautiful colors and and inspiring positive words.
1: Yes. Yeah. See, that's the thing that you do so well is you lift off of some of the negative, stressful thoughts or feelings and you're able to turn it around with more rendezvousing with the positive, appreciative, inspirational things in your life.
0: Yeah, that's true. That is my go-to is to distract myself from the worry and to focus on something positive. I do believe, and I, I know it works for me, that I start walking up the the ladder of the positive instead of being down there in the worry in the basement. So I walk up towards the light and um, reach for more positive
1: thoughts. I'm so glad you do that because it's not fun being around somebody that worries. People know that, right? Like. If around a constant worrier, it's like I, in some way it's, it's, I don't know, party pooper in some way, living with that constantly. Yes, it's fine that we have these human experiences, but when somebody doesn't know or is resistant to get out of the worry, I don't want to be around somebody who's going to worry about everything. I want somebody who also knows how to, again, find agency and resources with themselves to turn it around, to be able to look at the other viewpoint of life, which is beautiful and we never know what life can bring us. And so things that we think that we're going to worry about usually doesn't happen. You know, that's the one thing is I know a lot of things that I'm worrying about doesn't really happen. Maybe they, one thing happened with my car and I maybe worry about that it's going to break down or, or, or whatever, but most people catastrophize about things that don't actually happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Gosh, I had an experience here before Christmas because I worried about if Santa could come home from Europe because of the pandemic. So I worried so much about that for a little while. And then I'm so glad when I lifted off of that and he came home fine and we had a wonderful winter vacation together.
1: So do you feel that that time was wasted or was it productive in any way?
0: I did feel that the fear took me. Uh, It wasn't so pleasant Mm. to worry about that. It lasted for a while because my child is very important to me. So that something, when it comes to my child, Mm. I can worry. If he gets sick, I can worry. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and, yeah, you know, yeah. I worry, does he have enough warm clothes on? <laughs> Still, when he's 24.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, so I'm working Did he eat on enough? letting go uh, of that. Yes, exactly. So that was a big worry through my life is uh, the welfare of my child.
1: Yeah. I think most parents uh, have that. And I think there's a healthy dose of it. And I just, you know, want to put out to a lot of parents that we've got to watch that because... If we're constantly worrying about our kids, that they're going to get in trouble and they had bad grades and therefore they're not going to get into a good school and not a good job. And the kids feel that. They feel this constant expectation on them instead of, you know, another podcast I did around parenting and, and fatherhood is around trusting, trusting your child's path. I think it helps tremendously when we lift off a worry and we trust that our child will respond and we will respond in, in supportive ways. So trusting in a path, um, our life's path is so important.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you express that really beautiful there, trusting in our li- uh, our child's path. Yeah. And and it's so interesting to see that path unfold. And just trusting, you know, if it's something negative, they learn from that too. Yeah. And like right now, it's very exciting. He's finishing school this year and then he's applying for another school. And yeah, he wrote a great application for it. So I think the prospects of him getting into that school is really high. And still it's like whatever's going to be is going to be. And, you know, just trusting that there's a reason with everything. Yeah.
1: And I think we do well in looking at his decisions and the responses that he's done well in his life to know that he can continue to do that instead of the times maybe that he didn't make some decisions that were life affirming and so forth. Because a lot of parents look at all the times that their kids didn't make it or they project their own fears onto their kids where you and I had a more adventurous lives, traveling around the world and took a lot of risks in, in areas to, to find our connection to life. And we did pretty well in those areas. So I think we, we take that and project that onto our son, where a lot of people that might have had bad experience, fearful experiences, things that didn't do well, they project that onto their kids with worry. And I think that they have to be really cognizant and being careful about not doing too much of that.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's a fine balance thinking about that because, I mean, with my world travels before I met you, I was certainly in dangerous situations. Yeah, you're
1: kind of naive there in some ways.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that naivety also um, protected me in a way. But sure, I was in dangerous situations in third world countries and that. So, you know, it's a fine balance thinking about when my son is going to travel to Places and what can happen, what he can encounter, and it's my responsibility to balance those socks.
1: Well, when he traveled to Colombia with uh, IPC, uh, the International
0: School, Peace People's, College,
1: People's College, yeah. yeah, and one of their projects was doing a documentary of the peace treaty between the FARC rebels and the in the government. So he was going to go with a bunch of uh, other students and up to the FARC rebel camp. In the jungles of, of Colombia, and I think we had a certain amount of worry, but we tempered that.
0: And we trusted that the school and the group and that it will be okay, and we send positive thoughts. Yeah. And the interesting thing was that 25 years earlier, I had been there in Colombia and had been meeting their uh, a couple of the FARC rebels, too, mm. with machine guns and, mm. yeah, interesting encounters.
1: Yeah. And even the he told that story just when he was home about how he was cognizant of not eating or drinking the food because he felt it wasn't as sanitary up in the mountains, but everybody else, all the other students did, and they all got sick, 25 of them, and he was the only one that didn't get sick. And in some way, I was like, hey, you know, he knew how to take care of himself. And I, the, I remind myself of that. Like, he makes good choices in some way. And and I remember when he would go out, even as a teenager, and, you know, know that he was going to go out and party, or, you know, maybe the weather was low. If he, I would just say to him, hey, man, just remember, make, make good choices tonight. Not tell him what the choices were. Let him make the good choices, you know, uh, healthy choices. And most of the time, he absolutely did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
0: really like that. It's such a positive message to send a teenager out mm. at night with make positive choices. I love that you did that. Yeah,
1: and if he didn't, I wanted to be there to support him and help him. I never brought it up to him and and rubbed his face in it because he has to learn from that too. But I also remember when he was small. Remember when I told you like he would he had a tendency to to run everywhere and. A lot of people were freaked out because they think that he wasn't going to be safe. But we had the experience. He knew his surroundings. Like he would stop dead at the end of a street. He wouldn't go running in the street or in dangerous areas. I grew up with the focus of, be careful, you're going to fall. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I mean, I'm going to fall and I'd lose my balance. So I just recall that that didn't work for me. So when he was small, I didn't say that to him. I said, hey man, stay focused. I wanted to instill a, for him to picture what it is that he wanted to do, not what he was afraid that would happen. To me, staying focused is you stay focused. Being careful is like, you got to watch what what might go wrong. So some of that started off early on in that. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, I like that. That we focused on what we wanted, not one what we were scared of.
1: Yeah. I'm recalling also early on in our relationship, like, you know, I I want to address some things that people worry about in their relationship. Early on, I remember when we were living at Esalen in the morning when we went to the dining lodge and I was expecting you to come join me for for breakfast and uh, early on you would walk right by me and go sit on the rock uh, over the field that looked over the, the ocean and I thought... what's going on? Like, I was like worried a little bit, like, what did I do? What's wrong with our relationship? And what were you thinking when that was, when that was happening? Mm -hmm.
0: I was really surprised that you had that experience of me there because we slept in the same room and you went over to breakfast a little earlier than me. And when I came there, I was like, I better go get my breakfast quick. And the sun was shining outside. I did not want to sit in that noisy lodge and have my breakfast. So I just took my breakfast and walked right by you and outside and sat on a big rock and enjoyed the ocean and the sunshine and saw nothing of it and had no idea that I was causing you stirred up feelings.
1: I guess what what I desired at that moment which we learned to do was just to communicate about it you know because a lot of worry is things that aren't said so as i gave you that feedback at that time later hey all you needed to say was i just want to have my breakfast outside and be alone boom i was fine then so the thought of like that the avoidance part i think when people avoid addressing it worry happens
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it was great you brought it to my attention I had no energy or anything to you there. I was just taking care of my own needs, which was to sit in silence and eat my breakfast. And that wasn't something you had paid attention to in your life because you grew up with TV dinners. So when you were eating, there was noise around you. I did not grow up like that. So I like peace. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, I like peace too. I just felt like, just let me know, you know, that part of like, just let me know that you were doing it as opposed to avoiding. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just interesting. We were getting to know each other. It was early on in the relationship and communication sure have helped open up each other's eyes because you and I came from very different cultures, me coming from Scandinavia and you coming from Detroit. And we were just brought up very differently and had to navigate that through our lives yeah
1: and that navigation of communicating and working through conflict i think is one of our strong points so i think a lot of couples worry about when they get into a fight how their relationship is going to be the damage to it if the person cares about them i don't worry about when we get into a conflict that we're going to have this big separation at all I know through our past and how we deal that we're going to work through it. We'll talk about it. We'll move through it. So I have this feeling of efficacy that I know that we'll be able to understand and actually repair well. And I think couples that don't do that, that they don't address, that they just let their conflict just get buried or they go back and forth and and never resolve anything, yeah, there's worry when they have a conflict and fight. I don't worry about the state of our relationship, so to speak, when we're in conflict. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, after if there is a conflict, and so we gotta find a peaceful time to bring it up. And that reminds me of earlier in our relationship. There was times where I avoided bringing stuff up to you because of your reaction to issues I would bring up. Like when I dented my car, I waited for quite a while before <laughs> I let you know to find the right peaceful moment to to let you know about it. When and I sure enough, it. you
1: still... Blew up a bit. Well, yeah, because I saw it. And weeks after, I'm like, what happened to the car? And it's like, why didn't you tell me? That was
0: back when I really was avoided, yeah, you co- were. avoiding confrontation. Yeah. And that was also because you reminded me a bit of yeah. my dad. The reaction. The way you react yeah. right away there. Yeah. Um,
1: and, and when you told me that, and when we worked through that, I really realized that I've got to be... Aware of my reactions because I don't want to create fear in you. I want to, I'm here. I want to, I want to have safety. You know, I want you to feel trusted in me. So that was a good eye opening experience years ago when you told me that my reactions took away safety. And that's definitely not what I want. So I, I really worked on my, my reactions. And I think I, I'm better at that. Aren't I? Aren't I? Yes,
0: you are. <laughs> and it was really good talking about it also because we had lot of talks about it now it feels safer to bring something up even if you still go into the old habit of flaring up first with worry and oh no and oh what's it going to cost and stuff like that but i'm not scared anymore because we have had the peaceful conversations about it and you do know that it trigger old fear from my childhood when you do that from my dad's reactions so then I can quickly bring it to your attention. Ooh, now I just feel something is triggered from my childhood again. Mm. And you know what I mean by that. And and then we backtrack.
1: Yeah, right. I'm glad that that shifted years ago. I'm also, I'm thinking about with me on the receiving end, like when I know that you trust me to respond to situations, that feels really good. Like when you don't worry whether I can handle something, um, I want the confidence from you that I know that when you say, I know you'll take care of her. I know you can handle this or, you know, something comes up, you'll figure it out. Like that, that really is great as opposed to you worrying that I won't be able to. And then it's a, almost won't have to battle that, that part of like, what do you mean? You, you, you don't have confidence in me. You don't trust that I'll be able to handle it.
0: Exactly. And that's a good point there. And, I have learned to be wiser, Um, you know, to put those words on instead of just silently observe you. uh, It's much smarter that I put some words on and, and say, I know you can handle this. You have it, babe or that was a good idea, or that was a good action you took there. I just know how beneficial it is that I say a few positive things that I reflect back about how I see and and how you're handling the issue at hand and put words on that. Yeah. Oh, gosh, it, it goes such a long way.
1: Yeah. And our appreciation practice that we do with each other, that really builds it when we share appreciations of, what we see, the other one, how they handle the situation, how much we appreciate their their responses, um, their capabilities. I know when you do that to me, it gives me more and more confidence that I know that you see that in me. So we, we work that. We work that well. I've started this fall because I'm, I'm recalling a couple years ago where you were worried <laughs> about about something when I was driving home like, I, I guess I just want to give this story. It's a funny story, but it, it comes up because of just like this visceral response that people could worry about the craziest things. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> I was just thinking about that story too. I'm glad you're bringing it up. You,
1: you know it's story I'm going to say, right? Yeah. So folks, I, I was driving home one night and I was driving on our, our road and uh, maybe about two miles from our house, a very, very clear night. And I don't care what anybody says. I saw a UFO. So I was on the phone with you and all of a sudden I'm like, Hey babe, wait, I, I, I see a UFO. I, I'm seeing something. Oh my God, I, I got to call you back. Cause I wanted to check it out. So I hung up and of course I was checking it out and that took quite a while. I uh, got in my car and I was really checking it out and what, maybe an hour. I don't know. Hello. Mm,
0: yeah, it was a long time after you called and I was cooking dinner and I was timing it a bit and giving you a little time to be there and watch the UFO. <laughs> but I had to switch it off and you were still not coming home. And I was getting worried because I had heard stories about how people can get abducted into the UFOs. So I was thinking, this is just too long. You're not home yet. It had happened. And then suddenly... Well, let me
1: back up. I lost cell reception, right? Because where we live, we lose cell reception. So I couldn't call you when I was following the UFO. I lost cell reception. So I couldn't call you. I had to wait till I got home. And I walked in the door (laughs) and you freaked out, man. You thought... You totally freaked out. You thought like I wasn't me in some way, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I freaked out because I've seen Starman <laughs> and whew, I thought you were transformed yeah. by yeah. A, an alien and it wasn't you <laughs> and you came over to me and wanted to hug me and I was like, no, don't hug me. I got to check you out first.
1: Exactly. Who who, who kidnapped my husband? So. That's a funny story. Just the aspect of like, I'm thinking, what the hell are you worried about? I mean, I told you where I was. I was seeing a UFO I to check it out. What are you worrying about? And that's just where the mind goes also. You know, it just can make up some really crazy stuff.
0: Yes. And you and I had two different realities right there. I mean, you were out there actually seeing the UFO and following it. and was so exciting in that clear starry night. And I was at home and having my imagination running wild and thinking about Starman.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's what happens sometimes is these two realities. I know there's times you call from town, which is a half hour. And up the mountain not street lights and all kinds of things and you say you're gonna be home in a half hour an hour goes by I don't hear from you I call your cell phone I don't get you I'm starting to worry flat tire what happened blah blah blah
0: yeah oh gosh and it was because oh the weather was so good I was like oh I could just take a walk because there's a piece of nature right here and I could take a walk So I stop the car and go for a walk and I forget myself and the river and the beauty. And it's like, oh, and then I forget to call you.
1: Or at nighttime, you just lose track of time. You know, do you do that? You lose some track of time, right? And Mm -hmm. you don't call. And so how I've responded to that, I think is important. Like instead of getting, again, men, when we worry, we can get angry and lash out instead of, I don't want to do that to you. I want to just say. I did
0: that once. I
1: did that once. Yes, I did that once. And I don't don't want to do that again. So I learned from it. So instead, I just kind of tell you how I feel. Hey, babe, like I, that, that hurt. Like I'm I'm worried. And uh, please.
0: Yes. You know. The first time when you got upset, I did not like it. So I kind of closed down. Right. And I didn't really listen to you. And so it happened again that I forgot to call. And that time you were wiser.
1: Well, it, it dawned on me, of course, of I'm worried and I tell you I'm worried because I care about you, right? But the way I reacted didn't show any care at all. So if I'm worried about you, I need to express my care, not my frustration and anger at you. So that was a big lesson, you know, to to switch. So I put that out to people. If you say like you're you're reacting because you care, really? Like let that be congruent show your care and your worry, not your anger and your frustration and your blame and lashing out.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That made a huge difference because I did not like that you were angry at me because I had just had a good time and I walk in the house and I meet anger right away and I wanted to just come in and tell you about this good experience I had and and there you had a whole other reality going for you and that made us crash and uh, that took time to heal that days and uh, so we we talked it through and we found out that it got to be dealt with in different ways and we both adjusted um I'm a bit of an artist and living in the now and a dreamer so I forget myself sometimes forget to call, uh stuff like that.
1: And me, I'm like, I'll be home at six twenty-two, and I like am home either at like six twenty-one or six twenty-two or six twenty-three. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs>
1: I, I could yeah. time. Uh, what, what do you say? That's my Capricorn rising and so I'm like, yes. I, I'm on it. Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, but we've talked through it and we worked out ways that would feel better to both of us so you no longer comes out with your worry as anger right right away yeah you you inquire and you ask how i was doing and that and then a little while later you said and by the way i felt very worried
1: yeah well again you know like i grew up with that a little bit that worry turned into anger and i didn't like that but that's what i learned and i had to shift that and in our relationship and I didn't like it on the receiving end. One thing I want to talk about with you that I think is important is around a worry and anxiety. A lot of people, you know, ask me what's the difference of it. And I think it's important to know that like worry is more verbal thoughts, emotional thoughts where anxiety is visceral, it's in the body, it's a felt sense. When people have anxiety and anxiousness, they feel it in the body. We usually don't feel worry in the body. We feel it usually in, in in a thought process. And I think like that's the distinction. Worry is not a mental illness, anxiety, general anxiety disorder is. So there is a difference about like anxiousness and it's usually more global. People have anxiety about a relationship Travel, health. Worry is I'm worried that my partner is going to cheat on me because they flirt a lot. That's worry. I am fearful of traveling because there's turbulence and I hate when there's turbulence. Or I'm fearful that my plane is going to be late and I'm going to miss so-and-so. Health, the test results that come in, I'm really worried about that. It's more specific around it. As opposed to anxiety is more general, so I think like that's important to have that distinction for for people too yeah.
0: mm-hmm. And do you feel you experience a little bit of both of them?
1: Uh, yeah, but I think I work I think I worry have more thoughts than I do in my body around anxiety i I don't have a lot of bodily anxiousness. I learned really well from you just around, like, you know, working with my body and relaxing and getting cozy with my body and relaxing it so that the stress can move. So I think I, I, I'm i not an anxious person, no.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was just wondering, back before you met me and you worked in the corporate world and you had to do presentations and that, would you have anxiety about doing those presentations?
1: that that's that's a good point. I think I had some anxiousness around maybe the presentations because I wasn't as aligned with my truth in the corporate world. I didn't really like that wasn't me. That wasn't me being authentic. So I had kind of a little uh, imposter syndrome, you know, afraid that people were gonna find me out, that I really wasn't that smart in those areas it's different because like I'm not anxious when I give a talk or a presentation about the emotional world, you know, yeah, something or what I talk. that
0: you really like. Yeah,
1: I mean, I get a little, I don't want to say anxious with my podcast when I'm doing it. It's just like, Ooh, I want to get it right. I, you know, I want it to come across good, but I'm not like anxious. I don't feel it all in my body and resist and um, I'm excited about it. Um, I'm relaxed when I teach and do workshops and so forth because I think that if I'm aligned with, if I respond with my values and instead of the right answer, I can't go wrong. And I, I, it's, that's where I also lift off a worry is if I'm responding with my values and my integrity and what my truth and and my transparency, I can't go, go wrong because that's me. That's me being authentic and nobody, if people don't like it, oh, well, you know, they don't like it. And that's where that's helped me lift off of worry is my responses need to be aligned with my value system, not so much that I have to get it right or do things right so something bad doesn't happen. If I'm aligned with my values, I'll just let the chips fall where they do. And they usually fell really well when I'm aligned with my, my values. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: How do you like that? Yeah, Yeah,
0: I like that. Yeah.
1: I think also having some fun with when word comes up. Like um, I like sometimes to sing, you know, around it. And if I can, you know, find the right words or the verses to kind of help me lift off. Like sometimes, you know, you know, I love to sing, don't you worry about a thing. Don't you worry about a thing, mama, because I'll be right here by your side when you check it out. My Stevie Wonder. Yeah, so I love making light of that with song, too. Yeah.
0: Mm, Yes, I love when you do that. It's just a wonderful surprise in the midst of something that you think of doing that, of singing. And um, yeah, we both do different things to break up and to try to balance if there's some worry going on.
1: And I think that's great that we allow each other and I think uh, partners to allow each other to deal with how they deal with it. I don't expect you to deal with it the way that I do. And I don't want you to expect me to deal with it the way that you do. But sometimes some suggestions, but not get uh, wedded to that you have to do it this way because it works for me.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, if we have some worry going on, usually I'll suggest that we go for a walk in nature. That's my first thing. Let's just get outside under the blue sky or gray sky.
1: Or sometimes what you do is we put on music and we dance in the living room. Yeah, that
0: will be my second choice. If we can't go out in nature, then let's put on music and move it with our bodies.
1: And we have a tendency when we dance, we look at each other. We look at each other's eyes and and we really connect through that and like the world just kind of like goes away all the challenges or the details of the world and it's just you and I. And I trust in in our energy and our relationship and our world and that brings me, that lifts me off of uh, worry or fear or whatever. Yeah, you know, it, comes
0: in. It, it usually takes maybe 5, 10 or 15 minutes and then we start laughing and we shift and it's such a release and it's amazing how quick it goes instead of ruminating
1: mm-hmm. yeah. uh, as this went pretty quick. We're about that time, sweetie. Yeah. I, I love that. We, that we took this journey on uh, worry and letting go of worry and having this conversation and hopefully our, our audience uh, benefited from it. So I just want to kind of leave with, uh, so much um oh just i just so appreciate that that you've been in my life for 26 years and now 25 years of this commitment in marriage and i just am so blessed that that i'm journeying with you that you're in my life that you're such an inspiration for me in so many ways how unique you are and and especially how kind uh, you are as a person. And I keep saying that that kindness of how you see the world and and see other people is such an inspiration to me. So it's just it's just wonderful to be around you and to have our deep friendship that we can talk and I so so enjoy being with you just being around you. I feel so comfortable with you. So thank you for all of those years and I so look forward to more and more.
0: <laughs> thank you love yeah, that babe. felt really good to hear
1: mm, you're mm. welcome
0: i feel the same
1: mm. just the same do you want know to throw me a bone at all
0: <laughs> not right here but um uh, soon
1: mm. okay so i want that's that's uh uh you said you you worry about what anniversary gift To Mm give me, yeah, that's cool. You can, yeah,
0: 25 years, it's got to be something special,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: So, I've been thinking
1: Mm -hmm.
0: a little worried, but uh, I better lift off of that. Maybe I should go listen to your guided meditation Mm -hmm. and let it go, let it go, and trust, sweet inspiration will come.
1: Mm. Thank you, baby
0: thank you love
1: yeah i really appreciate that uh, that we're together i love it me too all right and i just want to remind you about my guided meditation letting go of worry on my website prepo.com on the relationships let's learn about it page it is a guided meditation about 15 minutes long It has some really nice soothing music. It will help you release and relax. I'm guiding you in my most soothing voice. And if you're also interested in my online counseling and consulting services, you can contact me at prepo.com. Okay, folks. Now go make yourselves a beautiful
0: Relationships, let's talk about it, is a production of Heartshare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed counselor Prepo Teplitsky, visit HeartshareCounseling.com. Theme Music by Adi the Monk This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment and does not constitute medical or other professional advice.